All right, welcome back to another episode of the Casey Campbell podcast. Casey Campbell here, of course. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And we are pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Howell hockey team, Mr. Rocky Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm uh, doing great, Casey. I really appreciate you, what you're doing uh, for Michigan high school hockey. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so I know that this is going to be, you know, this is a, obviously a season unlike any other. Of course, you guys uh, got, um, got to play this week, actually. What was that like going back out there and, you know, really doing it? After, after the year that you guys had and uh, all the cancellations and Howell making it to the finals for the very first time and not being able to play, what was it like to finally get back out there? Well, I can tell you, um, and, and it's no different than any other team that played last year and um, was trying to play this year. It was difficult. Uh, the kids really wanted to get back into it. Um, they felt they had some unfinished business, the, the returning players. Um, and, you know, it was great for the Howell program to take a step forward. It, um, we were very beneficial to uh, the league and, and what we were doing and we were trying to accomplish. But, you know, it's kind of a weird space. All the cancellations, it's frustrating for the young men, um, for all the teams. But, uh, you know, we have high expectations. Uh, we've got a lot of young kids coming out and playing, uh, first-time uh, varsity players. But they're excited. Uh, we've got something to prove. And, um, you know, we ran into a really tough, well-coached Novi team. And, and uh, so we didn't have as much success as we thought we were going to have. But uh, we have a lot to work on and, and a lot to build off. So it was great. Yeah. So um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things kind of going into, you know, this season and, and all that. Just how have the kids kind of handled this and in ways? Because, you know, for a young kid um, dealing with all this and, you know, playing and then not playing and then playing and not playing again and all that. And what was it, what was it just, what was it like? So, you know, we talk a lot with the kids. Um, obviously there were times where we were not um, allowed to participate with them on or off the ice, right. um, but we always communicated, you know, it was tough for these kids. It was the two week, yes, we're going to go. And then two weeks, no, we're not going to go. And then yes, we're going to go and no, we're going to go. And I think it was the, lack of command decision by you know the state government to say listen we're going to wait until x time and i understand why they did that because they wanted to get teams and, and sports going as soon as possible i think the problem though was the mental health of these young men um and women and it was all winter sports and and not being able to know you know just being have, having the carpet pulled out from underneath them every two weeks i think it was really difficult for them to handle and and i think it's been hard to get back into it but now that we're into it, we're, we're following the protocols that were signed. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing for them. And I think we're going to move forward uh, with some positive effort. Yeah. So like, I, I know that uh, I was talking with somebody, you know, have you guys, do you guys have like, you know, like the face shields with the, with the guys in there? So. With right. So that's a great question. The MHSA has done a phenomenal job with providing us with information and they provided us with what it was necessary um, for each player to be able to participate. So that's kind of a combination. Some of them wear the, uh, the masks over their face. Um, some of them who wear the shields wear the, it's called a spit guard, yeah. which basically goes on the inside. Um, so there's, there's multiple ways to attack this. Um, but fortunately, MHSA has given us very good direction um, and working with the health department. So yeah, yeah, it's change. Um, but the kids are adapting. We, we've been practicing with it every day. So it's no, no longer um, new. Uh, so they're used to it all. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's working fine. I mean, we are using the spit shield. Some it depends on the player. The players have decided what they want to use and uh, we just ensure they have it going. 
yeah, it's um, yeah, it's similar to what um, high school football teams did, and uh, it'll be probably similar to what boys lacrosse teams will be doing um, this season. So, but overall, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, I know the season's back and all that. Let's uh, let's talk about normal things when we when we talk uh, when when you usually talk to coaches. Um, let's talk about some of the guys that uh, are coming back for for the team. Absolutely. Um, so. We have a number of kids coming back. I mean, obviously, some of our top players, you know, you have Everett Piedela, who's coming back, who's second team All-State. Uh, we have um, Trevin Pennell, who's a senior, coming back, strong player. I mean, I can go through a lot of names. Um, Ryan Moran uh, was named captain as a junior. He's coming back as a strong defenseman. And, um, but those are the leaders and the captains that were voted by the team. We have a number of seniors coming back. We have two goaltenders coming back. Um, you know, I, I really rather not get into specific names unless you're going to address them. But uh, we have a very good core of seniors that are coming back. Um, yeah. And we have some really strong kids that we were developed on our JV program, which we call our development team. And they're really coming in and taking a really strong um, position with the team. But, you know, we, we need a few games to get going, and, and we will. And, and, I mean, I'm really happy with this team. I think from top to bottom. We have a very strong uh, and competitive team. So, you know, everything that a team does, especially in, in today's day and age, is different. Um, you know, from getting the kids to the games, are you, guys using, are you guys using school buses to go to games? And how is that all working out and trying to figure all that out? Well, that's a great question. Um, we're very fortunate to be in Livingston County and to have the superintendent and the school board that we have. And our athletic director is amazing. And so what they have done for us, um, in order to avoid any kind of cross-contamination with COVID, um, we are been provided buses, which is what we normally do. And so we are scheduling the buses um, and the kids, we have a seating chart to kind of spread kids out with the whole six feet um, distance time-wise and to make sure that our players are not congregated together. Uh, so that's gonna work out really well with us on the buses. And then getting there, you know, we do have to, um, whichever the rink we go to, some rinks want us there, you know, 30 minutes ahead of time, 20 minutes ahead of time, you know, 45 minutes. It depends on the, the rink that we go to, but I think that's pretty standard. So our, our, uh, our time in the um, visitor rink is going to be less. And I think that's going to be an adjustment for the players as we get going, but they'll get used to that. Um, yeah, but we are using buses. And again, like I said, uh, we're just so... Um, happy and, and actually very um, um, positive things going on with our school board and our, our Livingston County and superintendent and stuff. So I don't think there's a lot of differences for us. I mean, we're going to get there. We're going to get on the bus and we're going to go. It's just the short time duration of arriving at the visiting rink and not having as much time to, you know, take the sticks and, and do some warm ups um, and that sort of thing. I think that's going to be an adjustment, but every team's doing that. Yeah. So, when you look at, you know, obviously, as you know, Livingston County has kind of been the hotbed when it comes to kind of this stuff. Of course, you've seen successes that Brighton has had over the years. And then, of course, of course, the success at Heartland. And then you guys came on board. Um, what is it like playing, playing teams here? Like, you know, you're when you're going to go to Brighton over the years. You've always got a good team, of course, when Paul was there. And now, of course, with Kurt there. And then, of course, Heartland's always always a very strong team and as well as you guys. Well, you know, I'd like to expand it beyond um, Livingston County, if, if you're okay with that, because I want to look at the KLAA as a whole. Oh, of course. I mean, when you add in the Salems and the Stevensons and the Churchills and, and the other teams that we play against, Canton and all, 
I mean, the KLIA is a murderer's row, much yeah. like the MIA belt, to be fair. Um, it's tough. You know, when you've got to play Hartland and, and Stevenson and, and Brighton, and these are teams that are, are perennial um, teams that go into the state tournament every year. I mean, you can't – playing against Brighton alone and Hartland alone and Stevenson alone are just – they're crazy games and they're difficult. But I think it makes us a better program, makes us a better team. Um, we're trying to raise our level. Uh, to compete with those teams um, within the KLAA. So um, it's great. I mean, it's great. I think Kurt Cavisto is going to do a phenomenal job. I mean, he's, he's, he's a brilliant hockey coach, and I think he's going to do well. Um, he'll get used to the admin stuff, which I think he's probably been helping Paul along the whole way. And, uh, you know, Ricky Gadwell over at Heartland, forget about it. They're just amazing you know, over there and what they have going. So I don't know if it's more of a Livingston County thing uh, or just a KLAA thing, you know, with Northville and Novi, as we just learned this uh, Tuesday. It, there's no rest for the weary with our conference. You think that like every team's like, you know, we've been sitting here for two months, three months trying to get all this going. Do you think that every team is out for a vengeance this year? Well, that's kind of an odd thing to ask with vengeance. I mean, I think, I, I think every year, like, everybody. You know, there's like a certain amount of energy with not I mean just sitting around all the time. I mean, just yes. not playing. I think players have something to prove. I think they want to compete. The COVID situation has certainly um, kind of focused that competition. And getting back to some sort of normal activity is, is difficult. And I think that's exciting. Um, but of course, I mean, you know, I can tell you from our kids, you know, they always look at the Heartland and they always want to see where that is because that the M59 corridor, right? That's where a lot of our kids are. And they go to either school. So that's always competitive. They know each other. They've played with each other since they were young kids. Same with Bright. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. There's, I don't want to say vengeance, but there's certainly a competitive edge when it comes to those games. They circle them on our schedule. You know, it's funny, Casey, I don't list that in the locker room. I will only list the next game. And I do that because I don't want our players to look ahead to when do we play Bright? When do we play Heartland? And that's a difficult thing because, listen, the Novi's, the Northville's, the Cantons, the Stevenson's, the Salem's, uh, the Churchill's, the Franklin's and, and such. You can't look past any of our teams. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of excitement about play against kids that played against when they were younger. You know, they played in the, in the youth leagues and the travel leagues. So, absolutely, it's, it's, uh, it's very exciting. It's fun to see them compete. Yeah, the thing is, everybody knows everybody when it comes to this. Yes, from, from the exactly, 100%. They know who they are. Okay, so – Talk about kind of – I know that you only focus on the next game, or as the great Marty Schottenheimer once said, one play at a time. But, you know, coming up in the next few games, um, right. what do you guys got down the road that kind of looking into? Um, where, where, are you guys, uh, where are you guys heading the next few weeks? Well, I, I can tell you um, – and this is no different than any other team. And, and I, I think there was a great article uh, that Bill Kahn had written that talked about – you know, Brighton with, uh, you know, 17 games in 34 days. Well, we're all like that. Yeah. So every game is tough. I mean, we, we have at least three games a week, every single week. Right. Um, we do have one weekend where we have two games um, in the same day. And that's going to be, you know, difficult for these teams because this is a very high competitive, high level of hockey uh, for the state of Michigan. And, and to play that kind of competition and then have to go back and play it a few hours later is problematic for everybody. But you know, if I look ahead, we, you know, we have Granville that's coming um, east to play us tonight at home. That's a difficult game. I mean, that was a, a top team in, in Division One last year, and they're going to be pretty much folks that we're going to probably end up seeing if we're so fortunate to make it to the state tournament. 
Um, well coached. That's going to be a bear. And then tomorrow we got to go to Novi at 3:45 and play Northville. And Northville just, you know, had a game against Novi that they did very well against. So that's difficult. And it's a first away game. So how does that look? And then you look down the road next week. You know, I know we have Millen Dow on on Wednesday at our place, and I mean that's just a ferocious beat 'em up team. I I did have a chat with the um, the coach over at uh, um, Flint Powers who just played them, and he said, "Listen, get get your boxing gloves on. These guys are tough." You know, so we're going to have a tough game there. And then again, it continues on. I I don't have the rec- uh, the, um, the 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 the, uh, the games in front of me right now to look at, but every game's tough. I mean it. it it's tough for everybody. I, I, we just have to take, and I do, we talk about it in our locker room all the time and we preach control what you can control. And the only thing I can control and the only thing these players can control is their effort and attitude. And we preach that every day because that extends into life. And if we can control our effort and attitude with the little things, the big things take care of themselves. And so we talk about that a lot. We got to focus on the things that we can control. Uh, we can't control who we play and we can't control how good or bad they are but we can control how we attack each shift. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. All right. Always, uh, always, always good to talk to you, Rocky. Of course, good luck tonight against uh, a team like Granville and uh, we'll uh, hopefully see you on and maybe we'll have you on again to talk about how the season's going. I, I would love to go on. Tracy, you do some great stuff for these, some of these kids and, and I appreciate everything you do and, and the rest of the news and the social media. It's been phenomenal. I mean, have you seen the social media activity this season? for hockey in high school in Michigan. I mean, it's amazing. So I think it's been great. You know, I've been receiving calls from scouts and from other folks who are watching things now on, uh, online and watching it on, you know, live barn and hockey TV or whatever it is, you know, Facebook live. Uh, yeah. So it's been fantastic. I think what you do and, and I'd be love to come back anytime uh, you need us and, and uh, whatever we can do to help uh, Michigan state uh, high school hockey in the state of Michigan, for sure. No problem.